0: This week on Excelsior Journeys, it is a brief look back at the development, the casting, the rehearsals, and the performance of Excelsior, the audio drama. JLD, do the honors. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy, Prepare to Ignite. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. This is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for tuning in for over 180 episodes. We're getting so close to number 200. And we've already started the process of releasing some of the new shows that you'll be getting as part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. I'm so proud to be involved in this network. We have so many great, talented people that are coming forward with some terrific ideas for shows, and some of them have already been established, including this one, Excelsior Journeys. The whole network is geared toward inspiring, motivating, celebrating, educating, and even rejuvenating creatives of all kinds. So I hope that uh, that you'll be listening Uh, As we continue to roll out more shows in the in the coming weeks. This week, this week's episode is going to be a little bit different than the normal ones, because basically I am kind of reflecting back, kind of basking in the glow of the completion of Excelsior, the audio drama. I've spoken about this for the past few months. I've probably spoken about it since July when I delivered the script to the Five Two Nine Club, and now it's done. It's it was we casted it in, uh, we cast the whole thing in December. Rehearsal started in January, and on March twelfth and March nineteenth, both parts were performed in Clubhouse in the Clubhouse app. And it was one of the most amazing and most creatively fulfilling experiences of my life. It was truly an honor to be among such talented people. And every one of them was just stepping up and delivering in ways that just went above and beyond any and all expectations. I am still my cup of gratitude runneth over. Um, I am so grateful to every one of them for taking the time and giving of their talent and their time to see this project through. Um, For over 30 years, the only voice for all these characters, for Excelsior, um, it's just been my own. And even with the audiobooks, it was just my own voice, but now there's a new voice, a gentleman named Jerry Weill, who brought Excelsior to life, who brought Matthew Peters to life, more importantly. Um, there was Molly Rock, who was amazing as Dr. Catherine Sierra, a.k.a. Elder Clara. Um, there was Erica Harvey, who stepped into this reimagining of As he is in the novel, Jason Peters, but is now from this audio drama and onward, it will be J.C. Peters. And um, obviously, Jason Peters is going to stay how he is in books one through three. But I'm really liking this interpretation that Erica Harvey has brought to J.C. Peters. Um, So for this trilogy, she is going to remain uh, J.C. Peters. And I'm so thrilled that I get to work with her again in the future. Um, Shaq Hussein was a fantastic Emperor Noctarar. David Lee Hawks was a truly terrifying Danak. And what's really cool about those two is that even though, um, even though Emperor Noctarar did not last through, uh, through the end of the first Excelsior story, I got plans for Shaq and he knows, he knows that I do have plans for him. I do want to keep him in, in, this, uh, in this roster uh, for um, Forever Upward, Part 2 in the Excelsior Journey, and for Greater Glory, Part 3 in the Excelsior Journey. He just doesn't quite know yet what I have in mind for him, and it's going to be really fun to get to reveal that to him. Uh, but that is for a later date. Um, as I said, David Lee Hawks was a truly terrifying Danak, and he gets to play a different side of Danak whenever Upward is done. And uh, I, I definitely received one hell of a creative angel with Audra Angelique um, as General Hadera. as soon as she started her audition I knew that was exactly who she needed to be and not only was she General Hadera but she also contributed in so many ways to the music along working alongside Izzy G she the two of them just created just a truly fantastic score that had like some elements of film noir in there and gave it like um you know, just a very, almost like a 1980s kind of synth feel to it. And then some bringing in some strings and then taking the songs that were contributed by some great artists on Clubhouse and was able to put the right spin on them and get them in the right spots for, especially for part one, just an amazing experience, an amazing experience, uh, Huge, huge thanks to Charles Coates II, who was one of the last people to really join the cast and was just going to be a Crewnation soldier. But he wound up being the the backbone of the sound design team. Um, He put together a collection of sounds that we are definitely holding on to because they are going to be used again. Um, and the work that he did was just absolutely stellar. He was truly my Ben Burt. Um Just coming up with these great sounds and wouldn't settle for, for using typical library sounds. He wanted to push it further than I even did. I was even saying to him, just like, you know, it's okay. It's getting, it's getting late. Let's just go ahead and recycle what we got. And he just kept on pushing it to get better and better and better. Um, he is someone that you definitely want to have on your team. Um, and I, I just can't say enough about this cast. Like everyone stepped up. Chris Woodworth, the first guy, when I said, when I was was given the word that I was going to be able to do this, I knew that he was going to be my Zoribus. And damn it, he brought it in a way that I just knew he could. And he was fantastic. And um, and Johanna Keston played the reimagining of Granick. Originally, I looked at Granick as Paul White, the big show. Um, but she was able to bring this extra element to the character of Granick and made it just really fun and gave like this extra flirtatious kind of appeal um when she would work with JC. Um just so so much great stuff. And uh the now award winning Jack Jackie Hume uh playing Carini and doing a great job with with that. And um she did such a good job that I just needed to create like another scene in part one, just so I can say like, you're doing great. I appreciate everything you're doing. Here's a little extra for you to play with. And she and Chris really brought it to that scene. And Andrew Dos Santos, I knew I wanted to work with him as soon as I first heard his voice. Initially I had him in mind for Dr. Ritkin as he had this um gr- one, uh, one thing that I heard him do in a in a room in clubhouse um he reminded me a lot of ellis from Die Hard. it was very just like hans bubby you know the same sort of feeling that that he that brought and i thought that would make a great franklin Ritken. little did i know that he would be a slam dunk fit for Radafin. and he brought that this really great fun feel to it that that just uh that Gave it like this great feeling of someone who has seen it all, who has realized that um, that Matthew Peters truly is this second coming of Excelsior, just as he felt that Seminex was going to be the new embodiment of Excelsior and gave him like a little extra playful this to them and just kind of loosen them up a little bit. And it and it really worked for that character. Um, I, I can just keep going on and on about, about each person who brought something, who brought something different, uh, brought something new, something refreshing, and just brought all these characters to life. I mean, this this was just a stellar cast. I'm so proud of them. I'm so happy for them. I'm so grateful for them. And what I wanted to do for this is I also wanted to kind of reach out to my fellow authors and see, like, um, what their thoughts were, what kind of questions they had when it came to talking about doing this, about doing this, uh, taking something that is one of your works and adapting it for a totally different medium so I reached out to some people on from the St. Louis Writers Guild, and I got a few questions from them. Um, the first one that I got was from a uh, fellow author, Debbie Mamber-Kupfer, asking, how did you get started with this project? And this, the project really didn't – I didn't know that it was going to happen until around February of 2022, And it was right around that time that's when uh, a group on the Clubhouse app called the 529 Club that I had been involved with almost since the day that I joined Clubhouse in the first place. There was just something about them that was just wonderfully welcoming um, and just such a great vibe to everyone and really something that I – I could feel safe in like, I felt like, you know, th- these are my people. This is my tribe. This is my home. You know, the way that I felt like it, I just felt that right away. And they had just finished an audio drama and they wanted to do another one. So the, one of the main producers of the five, two, nine club, Deborah Wooten, reached out to all of us and said, we would like to do another audio drama. Do anyone here have any stories that you'd like to turn into audio dramas? And that got me thinking that Excelsior would be a lot of fun to have as an audio drama. So I not only volunteered, but I went ahead and sent them a synopsis. Now, I was under the impression initially that it was just going to be like a a reading just among everyone. And it was going to be something fun. We were going to put it up on the clubhouse app. And that was just about, about it. But they were talking about sound effects and a musical score and production value. It was just like, Whoa, this is going to be something beyond expectations. This would be awesome to have Excelsior as, as that, as an audio drama. And it turns out that they agreed. They, they thought that it would be a lot of fun, and they gave me the green light to start working on the script. And I challenge any author out there to take one of your works and adapt it for a different medium. You learn so much about, about the process. So many people think that um, when screenwriters take a novel, and adapt it for the big screen. So many people think, like, oh, they shouldn't touch a frame. They should just go through the book just as it was. And in some cases, that will work. Um, that's you know, like probably the the best example of that would be The Exorcist. Um, that was that was William Friedkin believing in the book and wanting to um, knowing how to give this sort of documentary feel to that kind of story and William Peter Blatty at first trying to change things around and incorporate flashbacks and things um, and freaking did away with that and just had him do just a straight adaptation of his own book. And that's great and all, but at the same time that book takes a lot longer to read than the movie takes to be shown so some changes had to be made some cuts had to be made so i issued a challenge to other authors to go through your own work and see what is expendable not you know things that you would take out of the book or anything you know you keep the book as it as it is that is your that is one of your platforms, but this is another platform, and this platform does not fit what is on uh, what is just the book. Changes have to be made. In my case, I was given a one-hour guideline. I had to take something that took me seven hours to read as an audiobook and condense it down into one hour. Thankfully, I, after I was able to get it as much down as possible without it being an hour without it going, you know, it wound up going over a little bit longer, maybe like an hour and 20 minutes at first. Um, but then when we were on, when we were going through rehearsals, it turns out that uh, it would have benefited the show in general, if we went ahead and switched it to two episodes. And then it would, then it became, how do I, what's, what's a good halfway point for that. But that was something that I would find out later on during rehearsals. But the whole experience of taking something, of taking one of my own books and breaking it down to this whole other medium. It was such a wonderful challenge and it felt so good being able to do that because it was a great way to kind of reincorporate myself into this planet. Dnab four, because as of, as we're speaking now, you know, like I still have to finish greater glory part three in the Excelsior journey. Um, but at the same time, I have also have to live up to what I still believe is the greatest thing I've ever written, which is Ever Upward, part two in the Excelsior Journey. I am so, so proud of that novel. And, um, but at the same time, I know that what I eventually will adapt into an audio version is not going to be verbatim. Changes are going to have to be made. And so once you come, to accept that it makes the process go a whole lot easier so that is something i challenge to all my fellow authors um it's a great challenge it's a lot of fun and when it's all said and done guess what you're going to have with you a script you're going to have a script and there are so many amazing actors that are out there in social media on tiktok on instagram on clubhouse they want to work they want to to come up with different projects to put on their reels, to put on their resumes. So you're giving them exactly what they need and they're providing you with what you need, which is the voices to make these characters truly come to life. Um, uh, Ruth, uh, Ruth Thaler Carter asked what kind of tech slash equipment do you need to create a podcast or audio drama? Considering the fact that the show went up, went live on Clubhouse on the Clubhouse app, that is that to me was a, was a, a great venue to put it out there. Um, so I would say if you're going to do it, you do it on Clubhouse because you're going to have a lot of fun doing it and you're going to work with some amazing people that are already there that are dying for some new material to put together and perform for you, the author, so I would say to definitely do it on clubhouse, but I would strongly say that if you are tasked with being the sound operator, then you better make damn sure that you have club deck on your on your computer on your desktop because that is the best way for you to. To provide the sound effects. Now, there's a feature in the in on Club Deck simply called Audio Effects, and it starts off with a, a few default sounds, but then you are able to upload as many as you want. So you can create your soundboard, and it's great. The quality of it is fantastic, especially when you just mute your microphone, so that way the audience doesn't hear you clicking with the mouse. You know, it's like you can hear this just like, listen, hear that. That would have accompanied all of the sound effects and it would have just taken people completely out of it. Thankfully, um, Izzy G, one of our two composers, uh, he asked me, like, is there a way to shut off your mic? And I looked over at my Zoom PodTrack P4 and I was like, oh, wait, there is. And so as soon as I clicked that, then everything was fine. And so all you heard was just the sound effects. The only downside to it is that you have to upload these sounds one at a time. And the second half of Excelsior is just slathered with sound cues. There's so many of them. I was thinking to myself, oh, who's the asshole who put in all these sound effects? Oh wait, it was me. So I had to be the asshole slash sound operator and so it was a matter of getting it uploaded onto my club deck and being ready for it and sure enough we were able to make that happen so um, so that's what i would say you know like get the clubhouse app and start meeting people get in the 529 club start introducing yourself you know create your create your team and then spring it on them i got something for you to do And they're going to love you for it. Um, And the last question that came in was from LaShonda Hoffman, um, who asked, what are you going to do with the recordings? That is a very interesting question because I've made it very clear (laughs) um, behind the scenes and everything that this is not just a show you know just a one-off or whatever that we're just going to play once and then forget about it and everyone move on with their own projects y- yada yada, yada. No, what i am doing here with this is i'm creating a proof of concept and that's what i want to do is i want to basically take this to as many different people as possible um i didn't feel right putting the full audio drama on this podcast yet. Um, maybe I'll give it some time. Maybe it'll wind up. Uh, maybe it'll be released later on this year. I mean, we are celebrating the 85th anniversary of the broadcast of war of the worlds, the Orson Welles broadcast. Um, so why not say, you know, here's all something new uh, for the masses to hear and enjoy. And then, Be able to get that on. So if there is a chance, you know, for Excelsior to live on in other formats, um, I believe that this production that we just finished, that will provide the means for other people to start knocking Um, because the way everything worked out, I was just absolutely floored. Um, And I know that there is, uh, there is a future for Excelsior very soon. I don't know when I'm just saying it's very soon. And I just can't wait for you guys to experience that feeling with me. Um, And I just believe that this is just the beginning. It's been over 30 years that Excelsior has been in existence in my head. And I am so thrilled with what is, uh, what's going to, what's going to happen next. Uh, So next week um, I'm going to be getting as many more people from the cast that you have not heard from yet. Um, So that way they can kind of tell a little bit about themselves and about why they got, wrapped up into this project in the first place. Um, And it's going to be a real joy hearing from them. Uh, So until then, this is George Saroy saying to all of you, ever upward. And I will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com/podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com.